Okay. Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel and Star Wars, and I guess Lord of the Rings sometimes. Uh, please take a mo moment to check our show notes to find our social media, merch, and more. Today, I heard you, you heard it here first. It's the Rings of Power, Lord of the Rings, episode one and two. So if you haven't seen those episodes, we're going to talk about it. Full spoiler details, so I would get out of here. Uh, and I'm here with a guy. He may look like an orc, but I promise he's a human. It's Jake O'Rear, my brother. How are you, Jake? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. You know, I was my my brother Michael asked me to come and talk about Lord of the Rings, and I was I, I you know, I really wanted to, but I felt like it's been 20 years. He didn't come to my wedding. He didn't was that he wasn't at the birth of either of my children. He didn't write. He didn't call, and now and now he's asking me for a favor on my doorstep, and it was tough. But you know, after we sat down at dinner, and I think I think we could work it out. I think I think this is going to be a great cast. I think we're going to work it out. But there's like this shroud of darkness over us, right? Like I've I've looked up into the skies. There's like this meteor coming through, and this man has landed into the podcast. He's butt ass naked. It's Luke McGee. Luke, how are you? Doing good, doing good. Glad to be here. Um, this is this is a lot. I mean, we we we, we have to cover a lot, uh, but it's going to be fun, uh, and I'm really excited. I, I think what's what most going to be interesting about this panel here. Obviously, Tommy isn't with us. We miss him a lot. Rest in peace, Tommy. I hope he comes back peace. to life for the next podcast. Um, but I think what's most interesting is I feel like we have like an array of Lord of the Rings fandom here, right? We have somebody like Jake that. It, admittedly not the biggest lord of the rings fan someone like me that it's like i used to be a lord of the rings fan like i was super into it at a time but like jake said it's been a long time um and then luke i feel like you're probably the most comfortable i mean i don't know if you'd even call yourself like a super fan yeah. but you do have a fair bit of knowledge yeah i would say i'm in between i'm like combined with you and jake like i i grew up with i grew up with the, the movies as a kid i watched them non-stop uh i've read the books um and i've played the two video games but i mean other than that i don't i don't not know it all so there's a, there's a lot of characters to know there yeah i'm gonna, gonna work on getting those names right here um but it's gonna it's gonna be fun to get through um jake i'm gonna throw it to you here um first two episodes rings of power are you thumbs up or thumbs down i'm thumbs up i'm big thumbs up general thoughts just uh it's it's a cute show. It's um it's a it's a nice break fantasy wise than uh, House of Dragon, which I'm still not fully caught up on, but I still get the gist. It's still Game of Thrones, you know. Ever all the main characters they might be a little, a little rude at parts, but no one's like trying to murder each other or steal a throne. You know, there's not too much backstabbing. It's a cute show, and it's it seems like we're setting up a pretty good good versus evil fight um i'm i'm really into this i'm having a good time i think it's beautiful i think it's a beautiful show for sure 
I think that was my big takeaway too. It's like, cause again, it's been a long time since I've seen the movies, but I, like my big takeaway was like, wow, this show is very silly. But then I was like, wait, no, Lord of the Rings has always been silly. Like it's, it's, it's very charming in that way. And it's, and I guess maybe I have been so caught up in Game of Thrones that I kind of forget like the joyful, gleeful manner that can be the Lord of the Rings, but it also could be really dark too. Um, Luke, what about you? Are you loving this? I'm, I'm loving it. I, I actually like when I was watching the first 30 minutes, I was like, I need to be watching this in a theater. Like the effects and everything were great. Uh, the characters are pretty whimsical. It's it's really like diving into the world that he gave us, you know, uh, and I, I like it a lot. I'm, I'm excited to see what what the next episodes bring. Yeah, no, so I, I, I might even be in the middle of you two guys, whereas like I was like indifferent on the first episode. I was like, this is a lot of setup, a lot of characters. We'll see if I like them along the way. I don't know yet. But episode two, like, completely sucked me in. I thought it was, like, riveting. I thought there were, like, some incredible sequences, like some of the best sequences I've seen on TV this year. So um, I'm really excited to break this all down with you guys. Um, and, again, I, I kind of prepared you a little bit. I've got topics. We're not going to go scene by scene. It's going to be more of, like, a free-form discussion. Um, and the first thing on my list here is I want to talk about the Harfoots. And... Luke, you got mad at me because I asked you if the Harfoots are hobbits. You know what? I I, I was wrong about that because uh, I, I was looking into it. So apparently there's like different types of hobbits and the Harfoots are like hobbits that uh, they like, they like migrate. So they'll like pick one spot and then they'll migrate to the next, you know, when the, when the resources are dry or, you know, and the Shire hobbits are the ones that we know from the movies. But they're both hobbits, apparently. Yeah, they both have like things with feet, I guess. Um, feet, they're hairy. They, uh... yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely was. I was getting Mad Hobbit vibes, but I, I know this takes place long before the movies. I'm not. I have. I don't have a great gauge on how far, but I just thought this was like primitive hobbits. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I saw the ha- kind of pointy ears, the hairy feet, the the kind of goofy. The, like clever attitude. I was like, oh, these are hobbits, but they're called Harfoots. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 for sure a hobbit. I think. Uh, sorry, and the the main character is for the hobbits is or the Harfoots. Nori Brandyfoot. <laughs> what She's a like name. the yeah, <laughs> and her friend. I'm not sure what her name is, but it's like Poppy or, or Patty or something. Yeah, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we always want to get the pronouns right here, but um, that was one thing that, that kind of took me by surprise. I thought this character was a boy until about the end of the episode. Um, I don't know if it was the short hair and just the young features, but um, yeah, it was a shock to me to find out this was a uh, woman, a young woman. So mm-hmm. the young woman. <laughs> um, I don't have uh, too much to say on the Harfoots here, just kind of uh, icebreak us here. Um, but I do, there is a, I think the most interesting subplot with them is I set it up in our intro here. We get this character that is thrust down onto uh, the ground from like an asteroid of some sort. And uh, a lot of interesting interesting things happen here. Um, I thought of, like in the moment, I thought I was like really original with my theory of who this character was. And then I saw some things online a little later on that kind of just back it up. Um, but guys, is this not Gandalf? It's Gandalf. Yeah, it's uh, I, I, yeah. I've I've seen a couple of theories. Like it could, it's either Gandalf, 
uh, it could be a Borog, like a, a Borog. You, you know, the, you know the the thing that uh, Gandalf fights and he falls off in the first one. It yeah, could be that thing. in human form. Yeah. And then another another theory was it was uh, the the two blue wizards. Uh, but yeah, I think it's I think it's Gandalf too. <laughs> I mean, <there's, laughs> let's, let's be honest here. <laughs> there's definitely like a council of wizards that I don't know all their names, but um, you could totally fit them in that slot. Uh, I think it makes I think the biggest thing for me that hints towards it being Gandalf, which number one I was like, okay, wait, this guy has magical powers because he was like shaking the fireflies, but then he started whispering to the fireflies, which Gandalf notoriously does with a moth uh, to send a message. So mm -hmm. I thought that that was super reminiscent of Gandalf. And honestly, if it is Gandalf, it's like, this was really on the nose, but you know, I'm excited to see Gandalf. Yeah. I, uh, so I, I, I wouldn't say I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan. I, I just, I don't really remember the movies. I saw them so young, like before consciousness existed for me. Um, I saw one of the Hobbit movies. I just know next to nothing. I really enjoy it and have a great respect for it though. Uh, but I once was on TikTok, it was stumbling along and just found like one of those, here's a Lord of the Rings lore video. And I learned about like, and I won't say too much cause I'm sure they'll delve into it, but like what Gandalf is and like how, f like, like a lot of this crazy lore and I'm hoping to get into it. Cause from what I understand, like this is definitely Gandalf, but I was like, wow, this, this guy, this guy's deep. This guy's got a lot of history behind him. Yeah, so so Gandalf is uh, he's his race is called the the Maiar the Maiar, and there's like there's like seven of them, and they pretty much made Middle Earth. They've been around forever, but yeah, it's I don't I I, I guess they're constantly transforming because he he was definitely around before the meteor if he if he crashed, but like they're they're shapeshifters. So this is what's really interesting about the show for me because obviously we have these two fantasy type prequel shows coming on uh, at the same time with house of the dragon and rings of power and you know with uh house of the dragon you know Jon snow is not going to show up right like you're well aware this is like a new set of characters but that was like one thing that like kind of was jarring to me and like kind of just throwing myself back into the lord of the rings world is like yes this takes like like a thousand years before the movies but um the characters are still here like it's still like like yeah you get uh galadriel who's our our, our main chick in the show Possibly Gandalf. You get uh, what's his name? Elrond. 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 <laughs> um, and uh, like, and that and it leaves the door open for so much more. It's like, what does that mean? Would we get Legolas next? Do we get Gimli? Right? Like, because the dwarves live a long time, so uh, it's gonna be really interesting to track. Yeah. So the, the I think the show was set three thousand years before um, Th Frodo threw the ring into the. Oh God! That's so <laughs> yeah, long. So, but I mean, some of these characters have literally been alive forever it's insane <laughs> they're like ten thousand years old <laughs> like what the heck <laughs> some of the complaints that i've heard about house of the dragon is like this takes place a hundred years before game of thrones but they have all the same technology like imagine where we were a hundred years ago like imagine how much technology has advanced since then it's like well what about this it has been three thousand years and <laughs> i was like... thinking about that too <laughs> it's like they're it's still like, like a... shitting in like commodes and like uh <laughs> just fighting with swords i don't know it's i mean and like in the beginning, I don't know if this was just kind of like one like an elven type of saying or just like how they would describe something, but Galadriel like 
described like her childhood as like before the sun even rose. Like that's how old they are. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Like this is that was my takeaway. Like this is not just the beginning of the story. This is like the beginning of time. <laughs> yeah, like like everyone everyone on the show, they're like gods. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Imagine just living forever and everyone you know also lives forever and like nobody else like comes around. It's just the same gang of people. That... Yeah, and, and, and then you have humans that live for like, oh, 70 years. Like I think Aragon <laughs> only lived for like, what? He, he was, yeah, he only, he only lived for like 80 years or something like that. He didn't live very long. This, stuff, this, is, this is my complaint with the Mandalorian and Grogu. It's like, like the thing about Yoda was like, oh, he's like three hundred years old, so he's got like a lot of wisdom. He's super smart. But like in reality, Yoda at fifty years old was still a blabbering little baby idiot. Like he wasn't like so like like when you're comparing like Legolas to Aragon, it's like shouldn't Legolas be like so much more like mentally like wise than Aragon? But really, I don't know. It's just you know, it's fantasy. I guess we shouldn't get caught yeah. up on it. Yeah, I do you love go like, on and on. I do love the like the how they like talk about age and stuff because they did say like dwarves don't get as old as elves and uh that conversation between durin and uh elrond where uh he was like like in my intro i was like like, you weren't around for 20 years it's like i know that like you 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 can take a nap and that's 20 years for you but for me that's half my life dude like i like and now you just want to show up and like hey you want to build a tower for me like i get durin's yeah well, I was gonna say I would love to move on to the dwarves here and talk about oh. them. Uh, did you have something else to add, Luke? Oh no, I, yeah, I wanted to talk about the dwarves as yeah, well. That was that opening sequence when they went into the mountain. It like blew me away. I was like, I've always wanted to see the dwarves in action because we never have on the big screen. Oh yeah, it was a beautiful city. Yeah, they talk about like living in tunnels and and like being prospectors and stuff, but you don't really get a glimpse of it until this episode, and it is really fascinating and jake you brought it up like i feel like that was such a powerful technique and like that's the kind of thing that i love about world building it's not necessarily like oh you know dwarves can live for 500 years but elves can live for three but it's like the dynamics that go into that and how these people interact with each other i think that 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 is true world building to me and i felt like they really fleshed out those two characters really well in their relationship so yeah i uh, really love a lot of the stuff going on with the dwarves here do we like uh, uh duran's wife Oh, Dern's wife's great. <laughs> Sassy. <laughs> yeah, I was I was I was scrambling here to like come up with a sound clip before we got here. And I was like, she's got to have a good one. I just couldn't find it, like, because I gotta pull them off YouTube. I couldn't find a good clip on YouTube. In fact, I couldn't find a good clip at all. All I got is this. Fool of a took. I'm gonna make use of that. I know it wasn't in the episode, but it is a one of my favorite Lord of the Rings lines, and I have the excuse to <laughs> um what do you guys think is in their uh, pulp fiction box? You know, they open the box and the light shines on their face. I, I'm thinking it's some it's uh, something to do with the rings. Like yeah. they're 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 going to the the city, uh, the mountain of dwarves, to get this so that he can craft the rings. Correct. Well, he's he's employing like an army of dwarves to build the towers that will build the rings. That's what I, I see. Okay, yeah, that's what I okay. got out of it too. But they um, might have like a like. Raw material. Raw material is going to help them, or so. I think like where my my little theory is that um, 
they're going to be like, well, we like, you know, we need this by spring. So we'll like pay you half a year's of work and you can do it. And they had like this, I, this might be too silly, but I feel like they have this material. Like we'll get it done in three days and we'll get paid for half a year. So like, let's do this. <laughs> what is it like, for the dwarves though? For real? Well, that... Do did, did they get one of the rings maybe? Cause I mean, well, like, all, doesn't real... all the races get like at least two or three rings. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I think it, I think they just need to understand the gravity of what they're creating, and I don't even think Elrond at this point fully understands that. Um, so that's going to be interesting to track. Uh, I mean, I, like if, if somebody came to me and was like, "I'm going to build a forge, and we're going to make things with it," can you go like recruit an army of people to do it? I'd be like, I need more here. Like, I need a little bit more. <laughs> and uh, he didn't really yeah. ask for more, so he's like, "Okay, whatever. You want a forge? Let, let me go like bother my friend I haven't seen in a hundred years." And that's also the thing is that they don't, yeah, you're right. They don't know what they're talking or what they're building. It's like employing a scientist and being like, hey, I need you to figure out this really complex math equation. You'll get paid a lot. And then like a nuke is made. Like they, they could be really setting up some dangerous stuff because like, in this world, from what, what I understand is like no one likes the elves. Um, yeah, they're very racist towards the elves. Every every racist. single race, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, yeah. you, you're an elf." <laughs> you call them pointies. Yeah, it's they're... like, "Ooh, that feels not nice." <laughs> pointies. Uh, yeah, they could be like the Oppenheimer of the uh, Middle Earth here, and they have no idea. <laughs> so, we'll see where that goes. Um, I, I think we have the most to say here about the elves in general. I think there were a lot of cool scenes surrounding this stuff. Luke, I want to ask you this because this is the thing that confused the hell out of me, and I'm hoping you have an answer for it. Yep. Um, basically, Gladriel, she goes off. She's looking for Sauron. She wants to, like, wipe out the darkness from Middle-earth. Um, but, like, sh her going rogue upsets the other elves because she's supposed to go on this mission to heaven? What, uh, what the yeah. Hell? <laughs> yeah, okay, so um, th th this happens with with elves. Uh when they've when they when they've completed a certain amount of valor, uh, they go to like the, it's pretty much like heaven. Uh, it, there's there's peace. You got you have it, whatever you want. It's called Valinor. Uh, at, at the end of Return of the King, Frodo's actually invited to Valinor. You don't age there. Uh, you, you mean it's it's like paradise. Uh, she's about to get to the gate, but she bails halfway. Uh, I think she wants to make her own. Uh, foothold in Middle Earth. She wasn't done. She didn't want to go. So yeah. that's why she jumped off the ship. In, yeah, in my like, opinion. Yeah. Well, she. It seemed like she very much was still motivated because, like, I, I believe you even get like shots of like her going back to her brother, and I, I think she still wants revenge for him. I, I feel like that's the big part of it all. Um, that's what I was thinking. Like, imagine being so hell bent on revenge, you deny heaven. Yeah. Like. <laughs> So, like, I'm not going to assume that everybody listening here is, like, a believer in heaven. But if heaven was real, you know, you get whatever you want. It's the greatest place on earth. You live for eternity. It's the best, right? You can go to that place or you can jump in the middle of the ocean with no lander ships around you. What would you do? <laughs> that I was mean... crazy. I was like, oh, are you going to swim? <laughs> like, we don't even know how far this was. We don't know how many days this took. They're just standing up straight. And it was like a shot. For like five minutes, like, is she gonna swim like 
200 miles <laughs> on the land. I'm so, well, so that, glad she found that raft. This Everything about this little voyage raised so many questions. First of all, there is no seats or like unfold of that ship. They were standing in armor for almost the entire journey. Just standing in like formation. Um, and so that brought up the question of like elven endurance and elven stamina. And so uh, that made me think, I was like, she just jumped in the ocean. Is she like, can she just swim that long and be like, oh, I'm like, that's walk in the park. I mean, they live for thousands of years. I don't yeah, know if they just like, like can do, do everything dead man's forever. float. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 They're, uh, they, they might not have to like drink water or for like more than three days. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. We're really yeah. headcanning this to make sense. But <laughs> yeah, <we> um, <laughs> She does find like this, like colony of rafts. Uh, it seems like some other people are lost at sea here. Some other humans. Uh, they're not a fan that she's an elf. Again, a lot of the uh, elf racism here. Uh, they don't even want her on the boat. They push her off at one point. There is one handsome gentleman that helps her out, though. So yeah, Our Aragorn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see his story. Yeah, so... I wanted uh, to see more of the of, of the worm. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that, yeah. The, the sea dragon. That was yeah, cool. That thing was insane. Yeah, I thought that that was one of the best sequences to me. It seemed like uh, just it was just something out of Jaws, right? Like you just get the shot on her swimming away, and you just see that 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 beast like come through and just destroy the rafts. You see people flying. I was like, this is incredible. Oh yeah, it was cool because they they see their sail in the distance. And like, oh yeah, yeah. No, our help help is here. That's our ship. Like let's let's reunite. And then it's it's just the sail sitting on one of like the back fins of the. Yeah. Of, the, of the worm, as they called it. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a great any, scene. Do we have any theories about this gentleman? Like, uh, does he mean anything? Or is he just, like, the love interest? I think she's to be. She's going to, like, build a group, and I think he's going to be a key part in that group. You know what I mean? For, for what little I know, I feel like... I, I can't remember the name. I feel like I've heard his name at some point somewhere. He might He might what, be, like, what another... What his like, name again? It started with an H. I don't even remember. Okay. But uh, I, in the in the moment, I maybe it was just like because they kind of like said it in a way. I was like, oh, he's gonna be important. He's like human royalty missing, or something. Speaking of humans, uh, did you guys notice that boy with the sword? Is is this is this Sauron's sword? Oh, oh the... yeah. So we can we can get to that now because I would like to talk about a lot of that storyline as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, this woman she lives in this village. The elves are like kind of protecting this village. She has a son, and yes, this guy it's very reminiscent of the broken. I think it's Sauron's sword and the Lord of the Rings. Um, but he's like keeping like this artifact in his like barn. Um, which is like the orcs are clearly after that thing, right? That's why the orcs are coming. I would think, like, what? Uh, I don't know. Just see this little Theon punk. I don't know if he should have this. <laughs> Let's put it that way. This kid is like, he's supposed to be like a child. Yeah, I think he's there like was there was a couple lines dude. where I was like, he's got a deeper voice than us three combined. <laughs> he does have a deep voice. <laughs> he's, he's just like hiding, hiding it in this little his little stash, and it's like glowing the orc mark. Like yeah. his mom's his mom hasn't noticed that yet. And then like uh, he was holding in that little bit of like blood. It was like rolling up his hand into the sword. 
It looked like it was stuff. reforming the sword. I was like, is he going to, because right after that, he leaves because they're all abandoning the village. He's leaving with his mother. And, but like the sword had just formed. So I was like, was he going to walk out with this? Like, where's the sword? Like, cause he just I, had I, like a sack. Like I, my theory is that like it, it grows as much blood as you give it. So I don't, I don't think if it for, I don't think it formed the full sword, but you could see it was definitely growing. So it might still be pocket sized. We'll see. Do you guys but you're right, it would be hard to walk out with a whole, like, dark sword of evil. <laughs> that glows, yeah. Do you guys think <laughs> he's uh, he's going to be evil, or do you think the sword is making him evil? Wait, he's not Saruman? Uh-huh. <laughs> he's not young Saruman? No. I don't know. Uh, I, I, can, I, think... I can definitely see him becoming evil. I don't know if he's going to be, I think kind of like you said, it might be like, there might be an arc like with Frodo in the ring where he's like kind of contemplating like which side he's on and maybe he wants to follow the darkness type deal. But um, I don't know. Kid seems just like a dumb little kid. Like I don't uh, see him becoming like a mastermind in this situation. I think he just stumbled across this cool sword. And now, and just to go back to the orcs here, I do believe that's why the orcs are coming after him. And so what the orcs are doing, they have like a tunnel system under this town and they're like they're they're gonna start coming up. They come through uh, the lady and Theo's house first. Um, and I actually thought this was my favorite sequence um, because this like you know the orcs are kind of scary in Lord of the Rings, but this was like something truly out of a horror movie. I thought oh, it was creepy. I, I thought this like that just really well done uh, as far as like uh, the orcs go. So uh, what did you think about the orcs here, Jake? Uh, yeah, that I really loved that scene. I loved like there was a lot of moving parts to this. So earlier, I think in like the first episode, uh, the mother I can't remember her name asked the the son is like, you know, did you sleep well last night? And he's like, the the damn mice they're keeping me up every night, scratching under the floorboards. And I was like, I just thought it was like a like a oh we live in like a crappy middle of nowhere house like outside of the village like oh good world building. And then later. They go to uh, the the village that had been destroyed, and the elven soldier finds the the tunnel system. And then you learn like he's in the house alone, starts breaking it because he break, breaking the floorboards. And there's this horrifying orc covered in like animal bones, like very tribal kind of scary uh, stuff. And you're right, it was straight out of a horror movie. That one shot of her eye looking out, and like she looks at him. And then tries to look for her son, looks back and he's not there. And then he crosses the camera. It was very well done. I love that whole kind of that everything led, leading up and everything about that. Yeah, Luke, you a big orc guy? I am a big orc guy. And I feel like they've they've been like changing. Like every, like we, we had the Lord of the Rings orcs, we, we all know and love. And then we have the Hobbit orcs, which were kind of more like buff and uh they're they were they weren't as uh uh like gross they're like they're like kind of smooth looking you know what i mean <laughs> and then and then now and now we, we have the, the, these orcs which i feel like we're bringing it back to the more original orcs that we know they're like zombies they're, yeah like zombies almost Luke, yeah, exactly uh, let me ask you a lore question here hopefully you know it but i feel like okay. i know this in the back of my head i'm just you know i haven't had clarified to me in a while orcs are elves right yeah orcs uh yeah orcs are elves that have been um it has to do something with with the with the trees i i i can't remember it it quite jake do you know 
Uh, the most I know is I remember a shot in uh, one of the original Lord of the Rings where they were are born or not born like enhanced in mud. That is the most orc knowledge I had known. They're they are disgusting, creepy creatures. My my thought was, and this could be completely wrong, so I hope there are like no like true Tolkien heads out there listening that are like gonna come yell at me. But my thought was these are like enslaved elves that are like put into cocoons. And they come out evil, and it probably yeah from a tree. I don't. It's just you know yeah, lore yeah. fantasy stuff. So <laughs> stuff's insane. Yeah. Uh, orcs are elves, and they were tortured so badly that their bodies were deformed, and they're later known as orcs because elves live so long, they, they they it can withstand that torture for years and years, and become these deformed looking monsters, right? Terrifying. Terrifying. And something else terrifying about orcs. I, I first got a glimpse of this when I played the Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War games, but we get a lot of it in this scene. Is they can like, they can take a beating, right? Like that one with the bones on him, he took a stab in the back, like a stab in the shit. Like he was messed up. Yeah, that's the thing. Like in Lord of the Rings, you'll see Legolas like shoot one orc with an arrow and he's out for the count. But here it's like they get stabbed like four or five times. And that's why I like zombie like is the best comparison I would have because like they can take quite a beating. So. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I like that the orcs are, are more durable. Yeah, <laughs> it makes for a more terrifying opponent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to talk about... Um, I should probably look up names. What do you guys think? Arador? Uh, the the elf here with oh. the, the humans? Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of this guy? He's kind of like... He reminds me... Because like... There's no real conflict in this area anymore, and he later is like, you know, he's being sent away. But it kind of reminds me of like, you know, the U.S. troops staying a little too long in the Middle East. That's kind of the same. <laughs> oh <line>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, why are you still here, really? Like, uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, no, he's he's like becoming friendly with the lady. Uh, I thought he was really cool. Yeah, I do love a bigger man. I love when he walks in the bar and everyone's kind of giving him that little side eye, and. Uh... He's talking to the barkeep, and the one guy is like, "Our king's gonna return. Get your pointy boots out of here!" And he like, like he's knocking drinks over and getting angry. And the bartender tries to punch him, and like uh, our friend, he grabs the fist and picks up the cup and just like walks out. And he's like, he's very, he's he's a very immature man. I love that. Um, but I like him. I, I'm really, I'm really curious to see where this goes. I feel like he's got a deeper story. We haven't learned uh, too much besides he's. Been looking over this land for eighty years. Um, I I can't. I don't. I don't have a great sense of when Morgoth was defeated, but I can only assume it was less than uh or like eighty. Like you said, eighty years is uh, an overstay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So wait. Uh, at the end, at the end of the second episode, this man he is overrun by orcs. Um, I thought that was another really scary sequence. What happens to him? He's just going to come out alive? Because he's not dead. This guy's a big character, right? Yeah, I think I think he will live. I, I think maybe some people will come and save him, possibly. Some new characters, or some characters that we've already seen. Maybe Theo with his magical sword? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, actually. I, I can no, actually I'm, see that happening. Hey, stepdad. I'm, th I'm thinking we're going to get like a, a Hulk in uh an infinity war type scene like he's gonna he's gonna be taken to sauron he's gonna like like his his whole world's gonna be rocked and he's gonna like either narrowly escaped or be sent back 
and like bloody and broken and like show up to Galadriel or something and be like, this is where Sauron is like, this is a big deal. He's got, we got to like, we got to make, take care of this because this could be the end of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's all I have to say on him. I, I, I do have one more topic here and it's kind of more general and maybe theories a little bit. Um, but I want to talk about Sauron. Uh, obviously, we don't see him yet, as far as we know. Um, but he's definitely going to be a presence in this show. Do we have any like theories or like predictions of what might come here? Mm. I, I think the big thing is it's all leading up to like the prologue of um, of the Fellowship of the Ring, where they explain a lot of the stuff, where there's like a battle and all that. Um, but yeah, I don't, you know, so I throw it out there. Yeah, I don't have any. Uh, big theories. I, I'm interested to see, as someone that lacks very little knowledge of lore as a whole, and just just barely more about the movies. From what I remember in that in that prologue you spoke of, Sauron was he was he had the ring on, and somehow that somehow got in his possession. So I'm wondering, like, if we're kind of leading to a lot of moving pieces, we're gonna get that forge built, we're gonna get the rings built, maybe. I don't know, Sauron does a big old battle, gets a ring, and that's kind of like a big, like, uh-oh cliffhanger of season one. I'm not sure, but I'm very excited. Yeah, um, I, I, I want to mention, I, I, as, like, mega Star Wars fan, anytime I'm watching this show and or watching uh, Star Wars, uh, and, I like, someone's getting the facts wrong, it's like, I, I, get, a, I get a little, like, I want to be snarky as a listener. Um, so I, I can just imagine the Tolkien heads out there being like, this kid, oh, God. Um, Listen, so forgive me of my uh, lack of knowledge. There's not many Tolkien heads. Let's be real. <laughs> they, they, are, they, are, they are far from in between. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, there's much more people that are like, I don't know. I, they, I think they, there they probably there, used though. to be more it, than there are now. I think a lot of people are in like my position. Like when I was a kid and just like a little bit of background, I was young enough to the point, and Jake, you were even younger than this. You're my brother. But mom wouldn't let me watch Lord of the Rings. Um, I was not allowed to watch it. It was too scary for me. And of course, oh, I think that goodness. was the thing that was like, oh, of course I want to watch it now. You know, that like her telling me I couldn't do it sparked my love for Lord of the Rings. But, you know, I think there's a yeah. lot of like younger people like me or maybe even a little older. They were really into it. And it's been really hard to like, like, how do you how do you maintain being like a massive? <laughs> I, I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm digging myself a hole. There, there might be like, I don't know. I, I feel like I run into a lot of people that really appreciate them. And like remember the seeing all the movies, read some books, played some video games, because um, I feel like I anytime someone's like, you know, I, like when was the last time you watched Lord of the Rings? I was like, I before I can remember, and they're like, oh come on, dude, like let's get a big old like watch party going, and I'm like, I just I want to so bad, but carving out what uh, like nine hours, nine nine hours or like ten hours, like just ridiculous, like. I mean, like that's a that's an entire day off gone. I will say, I think the show will help launch kick my rewatch of the movies. Like, uh, yeah. I think ending the show that will, I think that that's going to be a good time to rewatch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I recently rewatched them um, like about a month or two before the series, and they still hold up. They're amazing and incredible. Even even the CGI still holds up and actually amazed me. Like what what Peter Jackson did was uh a pretty huge thing 
So, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Any other scenes that stuck out? Anything I didn't touch on? I know we're really talking about this thing in broad terms, and we're kind of coming up short here. But I just want to give the opportunity if there was anything else you guys wanted to to mention. Um, go ahead, Jake. No, you go ahead, Liz. Okay, so I feel like if all the kingdoms are going to get a ring. Is it is it gonna be like a little Game of Thronesy? Like they're gonna be like trying to, take trying to fight, rings. yeah, trying try, trying to have complete control of all the rings, you know? Yeah. What do you just guys see, think? Just trying to see who has the most drip, you know? Just <laughs> most drip, yeah. <laughs> who can be the most pimped out hand? Who can? Who, yeah, yeah. Who can? Who can make the Infinity Gauntlet first, right? <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's the thing. I have no idea what they're projecting for how long the series is going to go, but um, I have to imagine it's a couple seasons. So I, I would imagine this season ending with the creation of the rings. Season two might be like the fight for the rings. And then like season three is like Sauron has the ring type deal. That's kind of like mm-hmm. uh, how I'm picturing it. What if you just yeah. predicted the entire series? <laughs> like, well, I'm glad we did this. We can book close. We're bookmark that. <laughs> yes. yeah, we'll save that down. We'll make Thank that a you TikTok. for saving me for three seasons of shows. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's what the book readers are thinking. Like, we already know. Um, yeah. But, uh, well, okay, guys. We, we still have some time left here. So I want to, like, I just want to have some banter with the boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, just some recommendations maybe i don't know if you guys have been thinking about anything um jake do you have something yeah i got a wreck um i didn't prepare one but i've definitely got one i uh you know this i have one reason why i'm behind on she hulk house of the dragon that barely was able to watch rings of power that like i'm missing everything right now and it's because i have been dumping hours into uh Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, and I know it's, it's, a, it's like probably like four years old by now. But um, and I, I, I back back when it came out, I, I played a good half of it. But um, ADHD makes it hard to complete anything. <laughs> and um, I, uh, I jumped back into it and I'm just having a blast. I think it's such a creative and um, it's so outside of what video games are nowadays. You know, it you can classify it as an open world, maybe RPG-ish, but everything is about it fresh and new. And like it's not a map full of icons. You you definitely gotta find some towers and figure out where you're at. But once you climb a tower, you just like learn on like what a map of that area looks like. There's no like go here if you want like a new sword or something. It's like oh the game tells you is like when you're on top of that tower take a look around and like mark some icons yourself if like that mountain looks interesting or that that might be like an abandoned fort or something it's very much like just learn it like some crazy stuff and stuff you never expect i was passing over a bridge in the morning of the game and i saw a giant like green dragon and i didn't know there were dragons in this game and so i shot at it get a scale it's it's just it's something is very beautiful about like the unknown of this game, and uh, I'm really enjoying that. All right, Breath of the Wild. That does that. It's not one of those games that feels like it's still new, but uh, I think it has been about four years. So, um, Luke, do you have anything you want to leave the audience with? Yeah. Uh, by the way, Jake, I'm really glad that you're playing Breath of the Wild. It's amazing. Yeah. I've, I've played. I've played. 
played it through twice. Um, oh. but, uh, I've been um, I've been watching One Piece. Now I've been watching One Piece for around thirteen years now, and they're on the Wano arc. It's this, and they, they've been on this island. It's it's like samurais, but it's been going on for four years now. It's finally coming to an end, and uh, One Piece is—it's uh, really great. Um, I wouldn't recommend watching every single episode because there's like more than a thousand. I, I would write that they—they have it split up into like four movies, so you can get it done in like one day. But uh, yeah, One Piece, check it out. Okay, I, I have a recommendation, and um, you know, it's for the audience, but also the co-hosts here, because I hope you guys give it a shot. You know, we're in we're in the depths of House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, you know, all about just swords clashing. Now, what's better than a competitive medieval game, right, boys? I'm talking <laughs> chivalry too. Um, I I've I've played this last night. And I played for three hours by myself. I don't need anyone to play with me because it's that much fun. You know, I think it'd be nice to have friends, you know, specifically Luke and Jake. Um, but regardless, I'm going to keep playing this game. I've had a lot of fun. It, it's very skill-based. And that's something that, like, I wasn't really expecting, you know. Um, you know, I was thinking, okay, maybe you can stab and sling your sword. But there's, like, there's overhead attacks. There's stabbing. There's slashing. You can do multiple slashes. You can do heavy multiple slashes. You can do heavy overhands. And then there's blocking and kicking and pushing. Like, it's very uh, grounded in that way. And I've really enjoyed my one playthrough. I'm about to get off of this, and I'm going to play more of it. So um, to anybody that plays Chivalry 2, hit me up. Uh, I- I'd love to play with you. And, uh, you know, same goes to the co-hosts here on the panel. So, um, <laughs> No doubt. Uh, I'm, okay. gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out on Steam right when we get off. All right, love here. Okay, uh, one last, well, two more questions for you guys. Um, it's been the big debate, right? Um, there's two big fantasy shows on right now. I want to get your take. Which is better, House of the Dragon or Rings of Power? Luke, I'm throwing it to you first. Oh man, you know what? I'm gonna say Rings of Power because it's a breath of fresh air in the medieval sense i mean house of the dragon we 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 had we had five five seasons of game of thrones i mean you know what i mean eight well five (laughs) 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 sorry (laughs) those those last three seasons were a little iffy but uh five great seasons of game of thrones and um, I'm, i'm just glad that we get to visit the world of uh, Lord of the Rings once more. Okay, Jake, what do you say? And I, just to be clear, I don't like asking this question because I think it's a little arbitrary and reductive to like compare the two. It's kind of like the Star Wars and Star Trek. Like, I don't have a feud with Star Trek. I don't care about like, well, it's whatever. You like Star Trek? Fine, I don't care. Um, but it is like the big question of the week. So, Jake, I, I have to know your answer. Um, I'm, I, I think I'm with Luke on this. I think I like Rings of Power more. I'm I'm a little skewed. I've I've watched more Rings of Power than House of the Dragon, um, and I I was a I was a big Game of Thrones fan. I really enjoyed my watch of that. Um, I didn't hate those last few seasons as much as everyone, but there's definitely there's without a doubt some stuff that I was like, okay, uh, and not, I, I I'm enjoying House of the Dragon. I think that uh, pilot was a banger. Um, I, I texted everyone Game of Thrones is back with with blood. You know, we got some 
a, a very a very hard to watch scene. Um, it's it just it's it's very much that that show. It's it's just a very gritty and dark and hard to watch show. And it's nice to jump into, especially like with me on my Breath of the Wild kick. I'm loving my like cutesy kind of charming fantasy right now. Um, it, it it's a, it's a good time. Uh, it, it's very. It, I was I was gonna say it's very theatrical. Um, everyone, there are some characters that talk ex- like Shakespeare. I mean, there. I'm not even gonna lie. There's a couple conversations where like I have no idea what they're talking about. I think anytime that bartender talks, I'm lost in forever. Um, everything is spoken like a the most complex idiom you've ever heard of. Uh, but I love it. It's it's very just. It's it's just fulfilling or like um. It's good. I enjoyed a lot. I'm going to go three for three here, guys. I think I like Rings of the Power the most, um, but it is very close for me because it's like two of my favorite types of genre, right? You get like your dark, slow burn drama in, in House of the Dragon, which I just love so much. and I'm loving that series. But then this is like your more whimsical, fast paced adventure. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just like you guys said, it's a breath of fresh air. I'm glad to be back in this world. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're Rings of Power fans. And just to tease the audience, we're going to have House of the Dragon coverage eventually, very likely at the end of the season. So hold on to your pants for that. We might, we'll, we're might. we probably going to come back. We'll see about Rings of Power. You know, it's uh, we did this. If we love it, we'll, we'll come back and do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, as we start to close this out, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I want to give you guys a chance to like tell people where they can find you online. Jake, I'll throw it to you first. Yeah. Um, I really only social media I'm active on would be, um, Instagram. You can find me at wide awake, Jake, uh, dots in between each word. Uh, I also have a baking show. I think I, <laughs> last time I said this, I was, uh, I mentioned this maybe last two times, but we have an episode on the way, but our editor and producer, you know, we, she puts a lot of love into it. She's a very busy person. So, you know, we, we don't berate her. We let her take her time if it means we're going to have a good show. So we do have an episode on the way. You can find it. It's called Great Bedtime Baking Show on YouTube. Um, it's two people, um, one with almost no baking experience and the other person no baking experience being absolute goofballs trying to make complex uh, baked goods. So if that seems like interesting, um, you know, check it out. Give it a, Give us a shot. All right, Luke, what about you? What do you what do you have to where can people find you? You can find me at the Luke McGee with two E's on Instagram and Twitter. And I also I'm on Twitch as well. I stream every once in a while. And yep. All right, guys. Well, again, thank you for doing this. I will close this out here. I'd like to remind everybody to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, preferably five stars. Um, also please subscribe because we're going to be here every single week with She-Hulk recaps and in the future we'll have more Rings of Power and House of the Dragon coverage so uh, if you want that stuff, subscribe you'll get a notification, you'll never miss it it's right there in your feed, it automatically downloads, you'll, no extra effort just hit play and you're good to go subscribing is awesome and it helps the podcast um, I also like to remind you guys to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at StarWarsPod uh, emphasis on the Instagram I've been having a lot of fun on Instagram, we've been doing polls and questions and all kinds of fun stuff. So uh, become a part of our little Instagram community. Um, we also have our some merch. We got all kinds of new merch. Oh, and I have to shout out Luke. Um, we have three different designs on there. 
you have made two out of the three. I think that sounds right. Um, so Luke, do you want to, what do you tell, tell them about the merch? Okay. So I like to like, I like to do merch for this, this podcast a lot. It brings me a lot of joy. I do it for free. You know, I don't mind. It's, it's, it, it brings me joy. Uh, also if this show turns out to be really good, I will do rings of power, Star Wars merch. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're about to break the internet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I know I know we're trying to get on our way out, but I just have one last question for Michael. Um I uh you know, th- this is in reference to talking about the Instagram Star Wars page. Uh has the has the uh winner of that little contest been announced yet? That's the thing. I wasn't sure if I was going to play it because it's just about over. I'm going to close it tomorrow. I might close it at the end of tomorrow. So if you're listening to this, you might have a little bit more time. Um, but I'm probably going to announce the winner on Friday when I get paid. Um, mm-hmm. So I will spin a wheel with all the people on there. If you want to know how to enter, go to our Instagram, check out the giveaway post. Um, you just have to like comment, follow, and share it on your story. And then you have the chance. And guess what? Uh, maybe like 11 people have entered. So, uh, you know, your odds are not impossible. It's not like you're any entering like the Nickelodeon sweepstakes here. Uh, you got this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, also ask us for a Discord community because we got a little uh, group going on there. And if you want to join us, you can uh, ask me for a link and I'll hook you up. But I think that's all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Fool.